All righty. Um, Andrew here, uh, Invisible Oranges. Uh, we are uh, joined today, or sorry, I am joined today by, uh, by Chris, uh, who goes by Hydrus of the uh, project Estuarine. Um, I've covered this project before on the site, uh, I think twice. And uh, the idea today is to invite him to have kind of a one-on-one -on -one interview slash discussion on a topic I think a lot of, uh, or actually two topics, I think a lot of uh, musicians especially, but also uh, listeners and consumers of, of metal in the underground, uh, uh, more specifically. Um, uh, I think they have this topic on their mind a lot, and that's sort of like, like, where does one go when they want to be more involved in heavy metal? Like, whether they're a musician or a writer or, like, what's the next step? Like, you, you're a consumer, you listen, you buy albums, you're really into it. You might be in some Facebook groups, et cetera. But where does one sort of enter into the world and and make their mark should they so desire? And um, I, I found uh, 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 Chris to be the kind of the perfect archetype for this this concept because uh his music uh, uh, is out under he's got a no numerous releases under his his uh project title but um has not yet like gone through the like the label process or like the pr process or any of that stuff that sort of bands end up uh flowing into once they get established and release albums and get picked up by by labels um so it's it's cool to like take a snapshot almost of someone's progress and their music in time and then analyze that and figure out like, how does this work? Like, because there's people out there interested, how does this work? How do I, how do I do more with heavy metal? Cause I, cause I just like it so much. And this, this literally can be applied to people who want to write about heavy metal, like I've done for, for a decade, but um, also people who want to create. And that's why we have Chris here. So, Hey Chris, how's it going? That's sorry for the little monologue there, but I think that, I think that lays out what we were kind of going for. It's all good, man. How's it going? Hey, so, um, Man, it's like I'll start by by just describing how I when I discovered Estuarine. This is the first time your music happened upon me. Uh, it was Bandcamp, scrolling through Bandcamp, and I saw the Sick Erat Scriptum, which, by the way, is his full latest full length release um, from I think a few years ago, right? It was like uh, 2018. Right, so right. it was 18. I was scrolling through Bandcamp. I see this album art, and I'm like, okay, that's interesting and a cool name. And I listen, and I'm I just like something clicks and this happens with, with a few bands here and there, but this one clicked pretty good. And, um, you could describe it as like pretty, let's say avant-garde death grind. Just that we'll say it like that. Um, that's fair. And that's I, very fair. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm glad that when I, when I classify your music into a genre, which a lot of artists hate, you're like, Oh yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, as I think it's, it's metal. I just think about it as like metal and I don't really mm -hmm. think about the, the genres within that too much, but at this point, man, there's so many different kinds and stuff. You got to put some kind of descriptor on it in Absolutely, one way or another, yeah. or nobody's yeah. going to find it. Yeah. So. And I think for listeners too, it's like, we're talking about this music, but you got to have the, that sort of basic concept of what we're really talking about. And we're talking about, um, uh, uh, Chris is a one man sort of project, uh, it, under Estuarine. And that's, he, you program the drums, correct? Do you, you play the bass or do you program the bass? Right. right. Oh no, bass. I play the bass. I play the bass. You play the bass yep. and you obviously play, writes uh, the guitar and the vocals. Yeah. Yep. And do also some keyboards and uh, I have actually like collect a bunch of like acoustic instruments and stuff. So that's mm. all in there too. But for the most part, program drums, guitar, bass, vocals, those are the main building blocks of metal. And that's how all the songs get written first before anything else comes in. Absolutely. Yeah. And you see this, you see this, this, uh, this 
this phenomenon of one person having a concept or idea for a sound and then creating it themselves with all the technology available nowadays, which is actually truly incredible that this technology sort of exists and is accessible to many. It's wild. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. What I do wouldn't be possible like 10 years ago, dude. And I tried. (laughs) I've been trying to do this since God. I don't know, dude. When did I get my first guitar when I was eight? I got my Mm -hmm. first guitar when I was eight. It's been like fucking almost like 25 years just trying to, to record music. So it's crazy that it's just getting so easy and it's, it's gotten easier since 2018 even. It's easier I, since then. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's that's crazy. It's it, it started yeah. to to grow a little bit, and then it just got easier and easier and easier until now. You're pretty much only limited by your creativity, and it's so much fun. It's so great. Anybody out there who wants to do this, like, if you really love metal, dude, you should you should put it together or any kind of music, really. But just being creative, man, it's good for you. Yeah, I like that you mentioned that the ceiling is now your creativity. And I think for the most part, that's true. Obviously, there's some learning curve with like the technology, but it's become so user friendly right. that like it's, it's expected that most people could sort of figure it out if they have the desire, obviously, to really do this, um, which you have and, and have done. Yeah, even of course. You've, you've done it even when it wasn't as easy as it is now. It's, so that gives you the insight to say, hey, it's pretty easy now. I used to try to make metal without before I even had like a drum machine. The reason why I don't, I'd never had drums because I just wasn't allowed when I was younger. Right. Like I right. said, like I started when I was like eight. Nobody was having a drum kit in the fucking house. Mm-hmm. Like, that was not happening. And so, um, dude, I used to try to like literally make my drums first. By my kick drum was just me like punching the bathtub, and it had nice. like this really resonant thud, and I would uh-huh. just like. And it was crazy. It was like really stupid and literally That's, little kid shit. But it, I still got like a basic understanding of rhythm from doing even something like that, man. It was just using fantastic. whatever was yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's super. That's cool because it's like it says that, hey, to to create music, to create this art and we can apply this to music, but let's talk specifically about heavy metal to create heavy metal. There are some, there are some aesthetic elements to heavy metal in general where it says, Hey, you can sort of DIY this, like you can DIY this and it'll still be like, you can make it cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's forgiving to bad production. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Talk about all these like cassette quality, like black metal sort of releases too, that are like super hiss. And and they're so cool. They're still so cool too. They're still (laughs) awesome. And like, that's, what's rad about it is that production value is like, it's sort of an art in, in itself, even if it's DIY completely. So, but that, that is cool. I like that, that, that take on that. Yeah. And, um, I, what's interesting really to me about, but artists sort of in this position where they have the tools, they have the creativity and they have like the passion. I think there's another wall. I think there's like, I think there is a hump or, or like a curve whereby like you have a pool of artists who are creating, you know, music, but it's not being, it's not being fed into the channel that distributes it to, to people who listen. So I think, you know, I think we have an unbalance of people listening to things that are quite popular or have a lot more cred or more standing. And then there's sort of this, like, not necessarily a bad connotation with, oh, I'm unsigned and I'm a one man project, but it's, you can see exactly it differently. You think of it like, oh, it's going to be amateur. It still could be good, but it's going to be amateur. And like, 
but it's not. And that's like, that's what I'm trying to point out is like, there's some professional shit going on here. Like there really is under, under the scenes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and that's another thing that's changed like drastically since I started this project even is just, you could literally have all your music that you put out in the same places that like the biggest, most signedest bands out there are on. That's pretty huge, but still, like you're saying, dude, there's just the the preconception that because you're not signed, that it's unrefined music. I think that's kind of how people see it is unrefined. Not really that it's bad or that it's coming from a lesser artist, but it's just, it hasn't been recorded probably with the same budget and shit like that, that people are used to hearing. And so that's definitely a thing. It's almost like, and my... As a as a music journalist, my perception too has been it's not like it hasn't been curated yet. So right. what I mean by that is like someone who hasn't someone who's known for finding good artists and collecting them into a label is practicing curation and and if something hasn't been curated, then it's almost not vouched for. It's almost it's almost like oh sure. this person hasn't been hasn't been vouched for by a, a curator who whose style I, I appreciate. But then that's the perfect way to put it. I think. That's where blogs come in. That's where that's yeah. where journalists come in because our I, I believe our duty, part of our duty is to find people just like you and say, hey, like this music is of equal quality and value in, in, in every dimension and no exception. It's like um, and listen to it and see if you like it. That's rad. If you don't do click the next link. <laughs> it's like, see, right? that's, that's the game. But everyone should get that that fair shot. And and I don't want to say like, you know someone's preventing you but it's like it's almost like the time is right when it's right and yeah it looks and like, now yeah mm-hmm. uh, go ahead what were you gonna say oh well what i was gonna say like kind of like to add to what you're saying and what i mm-hmm. said earlier with that everybody could put stuff up that's kind of like a part of the wall now is that there's right. so much up you know it's hard to stick out of that giant crowd it's a giant crowd of fucking people doing exactly what you're trying to do not exactly of course, you got to yeah. figure out how to not do exactly what they're doing. But <laughs> isn't that sort a, of like the un- unintended effect of like this technology is like now everyone's sort of out there and there's a huge yeah. field to play in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah, a lot of players is, on the field. Yeah, which is great. Which is mm-hmm. great for art, in my opinion. But it I, is yeah. bad for artists. You know, right? It is very good for for art to to be as competitive as possible. I think, but it does make it hard for the people that actually make it to. Right on to yeah to really get out there, yeah. And there's also uh, like uh, one thing I wanted to ask, like another dimension of this, Chris, is like, um, I guess, and let's get deep. <laughs> uh, what like what actually drives you? I mean, I I think I know what what drives you to make this music. I think there's a there's, there's a there's a reason inside of you that that sort of pushes you to make this music, whether whether you like know the reason or you just feel it, but like where's the feedback loop come in? Like, where do people, where do people come in like listeners or like channels? Like what do you hear? Like what comes in that really kind of feeds back into, into your efforts? Um, you mean kind of like, how does, does feedback from other people kind of affect how I feel? Yeah. Like, like, let's say like someone comments on your page on a post that you make of new music and like says, dude, that's fucking awesome. Like, Oh, that's the best feeling ever, dude. Yeah. yeah, That's the best feeling ever. And you want to never let that person down. That's how I feel. You know? Gotcha. That's That's, a cool take. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly Mm -hmm. how I feel. I'm like, damn, thanks, man. I don't, I don't want to fuck up in the future. 
I want you to keep coming back and, and listening to my music. Mm. And I hope it keeps making you happy. I wonder too, if like, if there's a, if there's a bigger incentive on quality for, for one man unsigned artists or one person unsigned artists, then there is even for some of the like signed bands who do have expectations, but like sort of expected that things will be good for, for like for unsigned artists who are just like doing it themselves or DIY. It's almost like if it's not amazing, it's not good. Do you know what I True. mean? True. Yeah. Absolutely. So think, well, it's, yeah. If it's not amazing, nobody's probably going to hear it. You know, that's also true. Yeah. People, yeah. people, people won't even know if it's good or not mm-hmm. because like, I don't know. I, I, I almost feel like, like I, I'm a good person to talk about with, with this whole thing. But at the same time, it's like so much of it is, is a mystery no matter how mm-hmm. long you're, you're fucking in it. That's it's weird. true. Yeah. I'll say the same thing about music journalism. Like there are parts that you sort of figure out as you go along, but there will always be mysterious elements that, that never come un- uncovered for a variety of reasons. Maybe I haven't had the right experiences, et cetera, but there's always something like new to learn or new to, yeah. new to discover. And that's sort of the same like idea of like releasing music too, is like you're sort of walking into this blind and you're like, things are coming to you sometimes too, you know, like people like me say, Hey, let's interview. Let's talk about your music. Let's, you know, do a premiere stuff like that. It's like, Oh yeah. Does any of that, does any of that make you feel like you've taken a next step or like that things are progressing? Oh yeah. Dude, it yeah. validates you. It validates mm-hmm. you, man. And that, that, um, validation is what keeps you going for gotcha. anybody, anybody. I don't think anybody could do any kind of work without any kind of validation and still keep up with it year after year with the same kind of passion for it. Mm. That's just, I think that's impossible for a human being unless if there's, right I don't know. I don't know how you would deal with that, <laughs> but I, yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to, you know, if I, if I was on, uh, I'm, I'm less than like two weeks away from putting out a new EP. Uh-huh. If, and, th- and that EP is going to be my fifth release. If I had gotten to the fifth release and fucking nobody bought anything that I had bought and nobody had said anything about anything I'd recorded or anything like that. Hell, I don't know if I'd still be recording songs, <laughs> you know, at this yeah. point. Like I'm, I'm 30 now. Like mm-hmm. I'm an adult. I'm like, there's no room for kid shit anymore, man. Like you really got to validate doing it past a point mm-hmm. and, or at least dedicating your life to it, to a point. Yeah. I appreciate you know, you that. Could, you could always, too, yeah. you could always yeah. do it as, as a hobby on the side, but as mm-hmm. far as like it being the defining thing in your life, dude, you, you need some kind of validation, some kind of sign that it's worth it to keep going, dude. Right on. Yeah. We often like kind of, we often kind of just talk silly about like people who post on Facebook, like constantly like, great stuff, blah, 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 like simple comments, but like there's actual right. value. There's actual oh, value yeah. just to literally, if you, if you know, like an artist on, it doesn't, it could be visual art, anything on Facebook who has like 90 likes or not a big page. All it takes is like, that's cool. Or, yeah. Like, whoa, that's really interesting. Thanks for sharing. And then like, yeah. And especially early on. Yeah. Especially early on, that'll make that put so much gas in that artist's tank. For oh, real, yeah. absolutely, yeah. That's drive the cool. engine it's forward, like, man. Anyone can do that, though. It's like it's almost like you know, if you want to do something more than just cons- than consume the music, you want to be involved. Like all it takes is like finding artists who you you vibe with, who aren't as far along in the process yet, and just like validating them because yeah, then you're putting energy you're putting energy into the system. Rather than taking the, it out. Yeah. The fans are a bigger part 
of the scene, like especially with metal, like mm-hmm. than the artist. Almost in a way, yeah. Well, you know? let's, in let's a lot put of it ways. this way: they exist in like they exist in a relationship together, and without one or the other, there's one nothing. you can't have the other. Yeah, That's exactly absolutely. what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, as a contrast, they did write in the premiere of your album that that heavy metal would exist even without fans. And I, what I meant about that is like and it would the imp, <laughs> the, imp, the this, yeah, there you go. It's, so there's a maybe I was wrong. <laughs> I don't know. No, no. I mean, I, I think the impulse to create is what I was getting at. Like that will never die. Like, you know, you, the reason to create, you know, what is it? Like, it's not only validation. Like there's also, I ask my shit, there. Yeah. myself that yeah. shit every day, dude. Every day I ask myself that, like, why am I still doing this to myself? Cause dude, like creating <laughs> shit is fucking super time consuming, super fucking, it's, it's difficult shit, man. It is, and then ju- and then putting it out, and then having everybody just Cr- criticize, have it. their yeah. way with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if they're if they're criticizing, criticizing. If they like it, like it, and just like that's that's like a a gamble, dude, an emotional gamble. But yeah, still, dude. What that, would you that say could to fuck with yeah. your head, dude? Yeah. What would you What would you say to someone who's like who has some music and they're a little afraid of like putting it, or say they have some poetry and they're afraid of submitting it somewhere for publication or say they're they have uh, some i don't know a review of an album they wrote but they're afraid to send it to some blogs because they're like oh man this sucks <laughs> you know like hmm. who knows yeah like i i think i think i think probably the the first piece of advice i would give them is just ask them like dude why do you feel like that you know like okay, why yeah. do you think this sucks and then whatever that answer is maybe maybe there's something they could fix about it or maybe depending on what that answer is maybe i'll be like dude that's not something to worry about you know Mm -hmm. it depends but i think i think that's probably the first piece of advice i would give is like why why do you feel like that like is it because you're just because you're insecure about your ability in it or something like Mm -hmm. that and if so is there something you could do to fix it um that's just the kind of person i am though if somebody asks me for advice my mind immediately goes to let's try to fix it. Let's try to fix it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Problem solved. Instead, yeah. inst- instead of just being kind of like, no, man, it's cool. It's great. But yeah, uh, I got you. It's almost like, yeah. it's almost like maybe you're right. And like, maybe it does need some work, but it's good to know that by thinking about it, like as opposed to like exactly. just immediately saying it sucks and then giving up and then going off and doing something else. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think it's, I think it's almost worse to to put out bad stuff sometimes than to not put out anything sometimes you know what i mean there, that could be a risk like damaging yeah. you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. just ask yourself if you have if this fear is legitimate pretty much mm-hmm. is what i'm getting yeah. at. like like why are you afraid to put it out like is there a, a, an actual reason why and the answer is there's probably like the main part of what i'm saying here is like the answer is usually no there's no reason for me to be afraid to put right. this out you know just put it out and then see what happens you know and then, offer is, and, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It, it, in the very worst case, what would probably happen is you'd be given information on how to make it better. Sure. Yeah. Actually, that is but true. So, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like, you know, there's, uh, it's, it's hard to say like, you've, cause not everyone is great at what they think they're great at. Like, unfortunately there's a reality of that. And that, that I think yeah, that applies yeah. to, I think everyone, everyone experiences that feeling at some point with regards to something like, Oh yeah. Like, maybe I'm not as great as I am at something I think I am. 
I'm probably good at other things, but this particular thing, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so like people encounter that. And I think there's a bigger risk in just giving up than just going for it and, and seeing, because Absolutely. in this day and age, like if you release bad music or you release like, or you send, or you try to publish like writing that no one really is vibing with, like the worst that's going to happen is people are going to forget. Yeah. And, uh, Oh dude, people and, forget super uh, fast now. Yeah, so people forget things they actually like all the time. Yeah, so it's, it's, like, <laughs> it's like, can you take advantage of this new way of like Twitter and Facebook thinking where it's all in the moment? And it's like now it's almost for people with anxiety about releasing art. It's almost like, hey, like no one remembers anyway. Like, don't worry. <laughs> that's, so, that's kind of a good way to think about it. Yeah. And yeah. And dude, look, like the this EP I'm about to put out is kind mm-hmm. of a pretty big if you think about it it's kind of a big risk if you think about like my back catalog gotcha like i i'm completely ready for there to be like a certain subset of people who are unhappy with just the the style of the ep just because it's it's super different just the the whole structure of the song is completely different so Mm. it's like but but that's okay it's okay if some people don't get it because fucking somebody will somebody will get it like mm. almost every time like i i know a lot of musicians like i grew up in tampa and there's still a really good metal scene here right on and yeah. uh, i just know a lot of musicians and i don't know any of them that have no fans you know that's actually mm. like you will find fans your fan and your fans are out there and the longer you do it the more of them are gonna find you pretty much that, that's an incredible message actually because i think a lot of anxiety about like entering a scene more than just consuming what it outputs is like, will people pay attention to my curation or my art or whatever? And, right. and the reality is like everyone, sort of has, there's most people have some fans for some reason. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Even if it's just a few, you value your fans though. It doesn't matter if you have a million or two, like it's almost better if you have two in a way it's like, wow, like out of all Bro. the people, these two people care. I like these people. <laughs> I, I won't name it. I will never name it, but there's, there's two bands I know who are literally like, they have a ton of people go to their shows because they're so bad live <laughs> and they love it. <laughs> it's, it's fucking awesome. People love, just love, yeah. people love watching these bands just fucking dive bomb on stage and they love it and they buy their merch and they ironically buy their shirts and it's just a blast for everybody and everybody knows it. <laughs> Even the band's in on it. You know, I love it's, that as a contrast to like, yeah. To like being worried about sucking. There's people who suck literally on purpose and they're selling t-shirts. <laughs> There's people that are amazing at sucking. It's and great. they're just so successful at it. <laughs> and that's great. And I'm so happy for those people. And I'm a f- I'm fans of those bands. I love those bands. Those, those yeah. are two of my favorite bands to watch. I think it's it's a it's a it's a signal to like good energy. Like if you're if your music can can generate I guess most energy is good. Some of it is bad, but if your energy, I mean, if your music creates good energy, like you may attract people who are interested in good energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah. And that that would lead into like, into like Estrine's music too, because like I mentioned at the outset, what what, what do we say? Um, Avant-garde death grind. And it's, it's that it is cool. Cause I think your music is progressive in the way that it's very technical. Um, but it's also avant-garde in the sense that it's purposely, not purposely, but it's a little, it's stylishly, what did I call it last time? Stylishly, uh, I didn't say sloppy because it's not sloppy. Oh, stylishly um, messy or unkempt yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because it, it, oh, yeah. it feels 
it feels thrown together, but in the best way that I could say that. So the, it's like, yeah. The big thing of my aesthetic that I try to put across is that it's live mm-hmm. or that it could happen live that, because that's important ab- to me. Absolutely. Because I literally, it's so important to me to, to sound live on the record because mm-hmm. I'm one person. I literally can't play live to show you what it sounds like live. So, and that's how music absolutely, exists yeah. to me, you know, mm-hmm. in my head. I grew up uh, mostly listening to metal in concerts. Those are my first. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's a lie. Those weren't my first because my parents listened to a lot of metal. But uh, a lot of the the first metal bands that I discovered for myself was mm-hmm. in the live arena. And that's like, I love that sound. I love the sound of live music with just a little bit of a mess ups. But like you could, you could kill it without being perfect. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. And that's like, that's, that's always been like my favorite things when I was getting into music growing up. And now, of course, like I said, I'm 30 now, so. Like it's all a blur, but it's still in the back of my mind is that whole aesthetic of just being real, just trying to be as yeah. real as you can. It's cool for like people getting started, you know, what's, what's your style? Like what's your, what's your dick? What's your cell? What's your angle? Like what makes Estuarine or we could generalize this to any project. Like what makes right. it them or you, um, yeah, do you, you do you so this is actually an honest question. Do you you actively think about what hey, how do I appear like in sound, in aesthetic, like the album art, the the song titles, the lyrics? You make a conscious like thought like hey, how are people going to uh, digest this or are you thinking I'm just going to create what comes to mind and then put it out there and there it is. Probably the second one. Yeah. I'm I'm leaning towards the second one. Um uh, Maybe you I reflect think, a bit like on how it might appear, but it, that doesn't like. I, to- your, I totally yeah. reflect on it. And, yeah. and okay. like, dude, every, every time I release anything, I like prepare myself for bad. Just that's how, gotcha. that's how I am with everything <laughs> in life though, dude. Yeah. You know, that that's, that's nothing to do with just like releasing music. That's just how I, how I am. Mm-hmm. And dude, that's kept me safe 90% of the time. I'll, I'll never change. Absolutely. That long, yeah. So. yeah. I think what you're saying is whatever you have at your disposal, like, because you have a limited amount of energy, right? You can only spend so much energy of your day doing things. You can try to change your situation or you can try to make the art or do the thing that you wanted to do um, within that situation. So it's like, exactly. do, I, do exactly. I try to change things around me or do I try to just do the goddamn thing I wanted to do? Um, exactly. It's hard and sometimes. This, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And where that was coming from is specifically with the artwork. You asked about the artwork and how people would would see the artwork and to anybody that doesn't know up until this EP, I actually had an artist uh, that I bought some art from and I'm mm-hmm. really happy with it. That's, that's awesome. 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 But um, uh, the first four EPs I painted myself yeah. just because I, I couldn't afford art. I was broke as fuck for a while. Mm-hmm. So I would just fucking buy canvases and buy paint and I had zero painting ability at all. Like fucking, I hadn't painted since I was in like high school art class. You know what I mean? Like those really basic art lessons. Mm-hmm. And that's just what I had, man. I, I was, I, there was no way that I could afford even like a, a $200 painting from like a big artist, even though I thought that the art was super important, but dude, I had to work with what I had and I got something that I got what I got <laughs> and it, it turned out all right. It's cool because obviously like you're not a painter, like that's not your general medium but you still not at all you still used what you had and you spent your energy on achieving the goal you know like making the album art even though like yeah you didn't think like oh 
I could I could have done better if I could have afforded like a, an actual artist. But you're just like, I'll just do it myself. And like, right. I think a lot of people are stuck there. They're like, I can't do it myself. You know, they say, yeah, like, like there's a lot no of people way I can do it myself. Yeah. A lot of people feel like they're like a purchase away from success at any mm-hmm. given moment. And that's that's not how it goes. Yeah, it's, it's not how it works. I've, I've never yeah. seen it work out that way personally. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure it worked out like that for somebody out there, but yeah, I've never seen it happen. I've never yeah, seen I, it be like, oh, I, I finally got this new amp or something, and now I'm fucking endorsed by Ibanez and all this crap. But <laughs> I've never seen it happen, dude. I've never, I've yeah. never seen anybody like a, like a new piece of gear away from yeah getting signed or something. Right you got to just, you got to just, it's way more valuable to just have the passion to, to keep working on it. And just, I think probably in the case of music, just write the, the best songs that you can. Yeah. Yeah. With whatever you have at hand. Yeah, exactly. I, the same can be applied to like, Hey, like if you're, and I, this is kind of where I want to tie things into like, I guess, coverage of music and, and the grander music world. Cause music exists outside of like just the sound, like there's people out in there talking and publishing articles and reviews and doing right. interviews and doing videos and doing concerts. Well, in the past concerts before coronavirus, um, right. it's an industry. There's so much going on. There's so much busyness to the whole thing. It's like, if you want to enter, where do you, where do you like go in? And I think, for you, Chris, it's been creating music. Like you clearly right. knew you had a talent and you're like, this is my, this is my thing. Um, is creating that music. Um, a lot of people, right. it's like, maybe I it's what, writing yeah. About it. yeah. Yeah. How did you like, I guess, when did you think, when did you realize like, dude, when did you realize like, damn it, I'm going to, I'm going to like write albums, put art on them, put them on Bandcamp, and like release music. Like at what point did you reach a stage? Maybe this was quite a while ago, but you reached the stage Bro. where you're like, here we go. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is going to sound like the biggest lie in the world, but I literally cannot remember when I didn't think like that. No shit. Like, yeah, dude. Like I, even I remember, way back. Yeah. I remember some of like my earliest, some of my earliest memories were when I was like four and I was wow. into like arts and crafts and trying to like make a guitar using like, rubber bands and shit yeah yeah like rubber bands and like fucking pieces of like scrap particle board and shit and just trying to put the rubber bands on the thing and like strum it like a guitar and i just couldn't get it. i'm like why why and just like literally before anybody would like get me a guitar or anything and it was because i had a, a stepfather that played guitar mm-hmm. and that's the fucking once you once you like see a marshall full stack like just get ripped on it. That's like powerful <laughs> shit dude to a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> and dude, like, like, <laughs> away from that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. And, but fun fact that that same Marshall full stack is the, the amp that I use on all of my recordings. So that's, that's I, awesome. I eventually, yeah. eventually bought that from him. So that's actually that's, pretty that's awesome. Amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, yeah. Man, just forever. I knew I wanted to do it. I, I, I can't, the only other job I ever like considered was mm-hmm. the military mm-hmm. and um, yeah. And music is eventually what kept me from joining the military. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're, you're going to chase it until I guess, well, until when, until, until either forever. Yeah. It feels like, yeah, dude, until I fall feel, apart. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Cause I have a, I have burning passions too. And like, Right. So many people do, 
And we talked about like the anxiety and, and like the difficulty sometimes in the scene and like the, the hurdles people have to go over. But it's like, I think deep down, like what keeps you, what, what helps you make decisions? Let's put it that way. Is that passion, right? It's like, yeah, it's like, you got to listen to it at least most of the time. I think I'm just kind of thinking out loud about myself too. I almost, in general, yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. I mean, I think I literally have to, to, to listen to it hundred percent of the time is because dude, I've tried to do like what I think makes sense and shit mm. like that, which making music does not make sense. Like I'm going <laughs> to tell anybody right now, like, yeah. like financially and just fucking any relationships that you have, dude, like shit suffers. If you're making music, it does like a lot, but, um, yeah, man, mm. just, when whenever I've tried to to do something that makes sense, it just, dude, it feels horrible, man. It feels worse than any of the the downsides of working on the music. So right it's on. like it's like what what what's the fucking point? It's, it doesn't make you happy, man. Being fucking, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta fucking be happy, man. You gotta yeah. find a way to be happy. Before before we hit record, we were talking too about like just to warm up and we could share this, I think with, with people listening is like, like when you, when you get the older you get, and there's plenty of people who are older than us listening to this, they, they probably agree. The older you get, um, the harder it comes, harder it becomes to like really find those moments of like pure joy where it's like your life stress melts away and you just experience something good. Um, music for me personally has always been that channel. It's always been where I found that feeling. Um, me listening, uh, Chris listens to plenty of fucking metal too. And then, but creating it too is like a huge, a huge is like, I guess my question is, is there pure joy in creating music, even though it's like yeah. rigorous oh, and yeah. it's, you're going to, you're going to get stressed out and you're going to get frustrated. Oh yeah. It's gonna be oh good. dude. It's dude. It's like when you hear shit coming together, finally, that's mm-hmm. my favorite feeling. Uh, just like the, Maybe, the resolution almost of like things falling into d- place. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, like for me, when I make music, a lot of it feels like almost like puzzle pieces and shit like that. You know, I know that's kind of like a cheesy analogy, but when you get the pieces to fit together, dude, that's such a good feeling. It's, it's right like it—it it really makes it worth it. Right on. I think yeah, and a lot of people, a lot of people conceive of like putting the puzzle pieces together, like oh, I need to arrange these pieces to make it work just right. And I, I like to think of it more, and this has been my experience in music journalism, is like you you develop each piece individually and then it then they sort of form together. It's almost like it's almost like you focus on working on little bits and then and then you have the grand scheme or the idea in your head to stick it all together. Um, you can apply that philosophy, I think, to like hell. I don't know, writing about music or or oh, yeah. uh, starting a starting a new Facebook group about like, I don't know your certain style of metal that you really like, you know, it, right. you, you assemble these concepts and ideas and then you turn it into something bigger. And I think there's an impetus there. There's a, there's a drive there. Um, and that's, and that's to share and enjoy music. And, uh, I mean, hell, what are we all here for anyway? Why am I even talking to you? It's because right? I enjoy music yeah, and we love music. Like, I, don't, I don't know why you're talking uh, to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> it feels I, good I tweeted about that recently. That's actually a good point. It's like a lot of artists uh, who aren't signed, who are sort of doing their own thing, DIY. They're like, why do you want to talk to me? Because yeah, the, conception, <laughs> the conception is that interviews are for like, interviews are for like big artists. And that that's to me, that's yeah. the PR mind thinking. That's public relations. That's like, 
if you're a big artist, you need the publicity to keep going. You get interviews, but yeah, I'm a journalist. Like I feel like the interview with a big artist, that's great. Like everyone does them, but like the purpose of the interview is to share stories. Like we, over this span of talking, you've shared stories about like your experience growing up with music, writing music, and then putting it together and putting it out there and experiencing the anxiety, but also the joy. And it's like, if you share stories like that, here's my ultimate opinion, or I guess message. If you work on sharing stories like that, you're only increasing the energy in the system of creating music. Oh, yeah. So I think it's, it's cool to like tell your story, I think a little bit. Right. But also like, it's cool to hear other people's. And I, I wish that was more about interviews and stuff. Like, instead of like, Oh, Hey, you know, what amps did you use? Or how do you feel about this yeah. release? And you're like, well, it's crushing. Uh, oh, I feel <laughs> like it's the best one yet. <laughs> it is absolutely my best album. Yeah. It's always, oh, no, I know exactly. Yeah. The latest release. I know is exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, the big, the big difference between, well, in my, in my jaded opinion, the biggest difference yeah. between a large artist and a small artist comes down a lot to budget, you know, and just how much money it generates here or there. But from the, the standpoint of just the artist and the art that they create, art is art it doesn't matter where it comes from and like art is art and it all it does all have value like I, i'm joking about like why the hell are you talking to me i'm not i'm not that big and and i'm not i'm not i'm not a big artist at all no but no, um no yeah but still maybe, yeah, ju- maybe just one day you yeah. <laughs> yeah hopefully hopefully man but still that doesn't saying, mean yeah. that that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that my art doesn't have value just because of, i have less of a budget behind me and less whatever less numbers here or there or whatever dude that doesn't like make the art not matter it's still matters. absolutely in a lot yeah. of cases in a lot of cases the art that you get from somebody who doesn't have that giant budget behind them is probably like it's hard to say better art but yeah. because it's all subjective but you could get some like you get a lot of real art that you can't get other ways than from There's, somebody who's like yeah just grinding it out in the underground it, yeah, it is a hard distinction to say because you never want to say better. I mean, art is ultimately subjective, but I like to yeah. I like to say it's more um, authentic is a really touchy word, but it's like it has a it has a characteristic that big budget stuff just doesn't have often. Oh yeah, you know, there's a there's a sense of like of like real effort almost. Not that big artists don't make effort. See, it's an impossible conversation. There's no way to cut yeah. that line. Yeah, unfortunately. It and we're weird. not going to figure it out either. So <laughs> yeah, I think I wanted to like, I guess put all this into context um, is like, I guess, I guess the message really is it's, it's, it's do like do versus think sometimes it's like, there's a point where you, you want to do more. You want to be more something in heavy metal or whatever scene it is, but obviously a heavy metal podcast. We're going to talk about heavy metal. Um, <laughs> you want to do more in heavy metal. Uh, what do you do? And it's like, what are you, what do you think you're good at is the first question. I think it's like, what, what do you think your talents are? And then it's sort of less about like thinking so hard about how they work and how I might not succeed. And it's more about like create rinse and repeat, create, you know, release, create, and there's an evolution there. And I think my final question to you is like, how would you describe your evolution? How would you describe your path from, I guess, the first thing you released to where you are now, you know, talking to podcasts on interviews and getting premieres, like what's, what changed, you know, like anything and it could be nothing. Yeah. Like 
everything changed and nothing changed at the mm-hmm. same time. You know, it's, I don't know. It's weird. I definitely, in a weird way, like uh, there's, hmm. hold on. Let me think about this for a second. Yeah, that's okay. That's a deep one. That's a, that's a, <laughs> yeah, that is a big one. I really know how to soar in with that. Like, yeah, dude, oh, you, dude, man, you're, asking, you're asking good questions, man. You're, you're making it easy yeah. for me to talk. I'm, I'm, I'm simultaneously the worst and best interview. <laughs> <laughs> It's all good, man. But damn, let's see. Yeah. What what really has changed? And you're talking more from the standpoint of my place kind of in the scene. I'm thinking more like how you how you imagine it. Like how you think of yourself as an artist. Like um like for me, like I when I started writing about music, I was doing uh, I just, I was just like submitting, I was just like posting things, you know, like, uh, and sending articles to websites and then, uh, uh, metal sucks picked me up and I was doing their column. Um, but I didn't really have a name and I wanted to develop a name. So then I, I left and I went to invisible oranges and started developing a name. And like, I look back on where I was and where I started and I'm like, wow, like I didn't really know what I was doing. And I feel like some of it might've been dumb or or I would have done something differently, but like, I'm so happy that it happened. Everything that I wrote and did. Right. Like, and I think that's come back to define my, I guess, satisfaction with where I am. It's like, what's changed is that I am now satisfied in some degree with what I've done. And that helps me do better in the future. So it's like, maybe you've had that experience too, where it's like, you look back and you're like, wow, like I'm more confident now or like, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm less afraid maybe. Oh but yeah. What is it for you? Oh, yeah. yeah. That okay. Was, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Man, yeah. When I released the first, the first album back in that was 2013 when I released the first Estrian album, I don't think I would have done an interview like this. I'll tell you that right now, dude. Because I, I would have known that I would have been just sitting there like babbling like an idiot. They would have asked me how I recorded this or that, and I wouldn't have remembered and all this and just, you know, I I literally didn't know shit about what I was doing. I mean, and you could go back even further than that, dude. I, I told you the story about fucking me trying to make drums out of fucking bathtubs and shit mm-hmm. like i i used to like be terrible at music dude and i, I had no confidence back then at all but mm-hmm. um you know just i feel like every time every time i've released something i've gotten a little bit better and i've 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 added something to it that did make me more confident you know what i mean mm-hmm. like the first the first album you're listening to literally the first time Dude, like a million firsts. Like mm-hmm. the first time I ever recorded bass, I, I bought that bass for the sake of recording that album because yeah, I, yeah. I I had the drum program, which I never fucking used. I, that's the first time I really used uh, the program drums and learning how to program drums and having to literally like watch hours and hours of, and hours of actual like drum um drum tutorials on like yeah. how you actually drum for like actual drummers and just because mm-hmm. it, it breaks it down it breaks down how to do the beats and shit and you literally have to mentally learn how to, to do drums with shit like that and dude yeah. that first album that first album i didn't know if i would get it to a point where it would get released you know right i was just yeah. i was making it pretty much for me like i said mm-hmm. i'd been trying to 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 get into music since i was like fucking god tiny tiny little mm-hmm. kid like fucking Dude, for, fucking for, I was tiny. I was super tiny. Mm-hmm. And fucking, dude, it's just been this giant process. And now I think about, like, dude, I have I have an actual good doll. I, like, have an actual doll now that 
is actually like a pro doll in my computer and I could actually record shit from home now. I, th- mm-hmm. I'm, I tried to record the first album like before um, I took it to my friend Jamie Amos, who's the engineer who I've worked with this whole time. Mm-hmm. But um, I tried to do it myself before then and it sounded mm-hmm. like ass. And it was, dude, that's, that goes, that goes right back to what you were talking about earlier, man. Like, how do you, if someone doesn't want to put it out, like, and that's kind of like, I asked myself, like, why, why don't I want to put this out? And it was Mm -hmm. because it sounded like ass. And so fucking, I, I, I talked to somebody who I knew was an engineer and he fucking showed me all this stuff. We made a bunch of records together and he literally gave me the fucking little, this shows you how much I know, dude. I, I can't even remember what it's called. The DI box. The DI yeah, box yeah, where you could yeah. put the, the guitar into the computer. I never had one of those. He gave me that, showed me how to use it. And just, dude, it's to the point where I almost, I'm almost feeling like it would almost be cool to take things to another step and it would be cool for me to help another band record their CD. You know what I mean? Right on. I yeah. never would have thought about that when I started, dude. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird. It's, that's, that's like, dude, you hit me with like a really hard question. For real. I've it. never, I've never yeah. had any thoughts about that, and it's like I'm, yeah. I'm going through it right now, and it's kind of like blowing my mind a little bit. That's well, pretty cool. That's probably the that's probably the hardest, but maybe the most like the the hardest dig interview question you might be asked in a long time. Because honestly, a lot of interviews with artists are just like they just ask you the basics. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> you know, what I mean, yeah, they, you know what you know what they're gonna ask, and they're gonna maybe they want some details, and you, it's hard not to get like. Ah, but th- th- not to say there's not good interviews, but I, I like asking right. those questions where it's like, you almost don't know the answer because you haven't really, you haven't really thought, maybe never about, thought it about it before. so deeply or in that angle or that perspective. And, but I, it's an important one. Cause I think what you're saying is like, it, it, it's like to, no matter what, like you still did something. More yeah. Than nothing. You push yeah. through it. You push yeah. through the feeling like you suck. Cause you yeah. know, we all suck. At some point, we do. We all fucking suck when we start. We all make, we all make <laughs> sucky art when we do. Yeah. We, everyone yeah. makes crap sometimes. And that's like, I think as a population of people who enjoy art in the heavy metal scene, we have to be okay. Like if somebody releases something that sucks, it's like, try to see the potential, you know, like look yeah. into it versus looking at it. And I'm all about that perspective. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Man. Just, I think applying that perspective to yourself really helps you move along, you know, like, but look at the progress you've made, man. It's like, it's so cool that like, you know, you're six years old, like making a guitar out of rubber bands. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and now you're, now you're, it's now fucking you're 30 years old and you're ripping out avant-garde death grind albums and doing interviews and getting, you know, label attention and fucking media attention. And like, people are like, it might not be a ton of people, but like people are asking and wanting and knowing at least a bit about your, Damn, about your art. That is, it's cool. That is yeah. fucking crazy. I, I yeah. have not, I have not like stopped to smell those roses on this whole journey, man. Maybe it's important to do that. that. Is crazy at, to at think the right about. time, at the right time, maybe it's important to do that. Yeah, but yeah. it's like a message to anyone out there who's like, "Hey, man, I want to, I want to do more than just listen to this music. Like, whatever it is, it's like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of like people who think they're pros when they're really not. Like, I'll tell you, as a as the editor in chief for Invisible Oranges for two years, I, I have, what makes me a pro? I have, I have weaknesses and I have strengths and all I do is try to apply my strengths the best and mitigate the weaknesses. And like, you know, what other strategy can you adopt? I think fear, I mean, is, dude, fear is inevitable, can, but it's not, it should not control you. You know, 
it's hard to avoid. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, yeah. Not at all. And you could you could argue that what makes a person a pro is experience. And we all know how to get experience, dude. You just got to fucking do it and do it enough. Trial and error. Trial and error. Trial yeah, and error. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's the story of my entire musical existence, man. It's trial yeah. and error. I, I've been Absolutely. saying to myself lately when I get down or depressed or, or stuck in a rut, I say, trust the process. It's like, if oh, you yeah. always, if you think like whatever you do, if it, if it takes you one millimeter further, dude, you got progress. It's like, yeah, yeah. progress yeah. is like anything like progress, like savor that, savor it. Like your favorite meal, savor it. Like, like the, the greatest thing is progress doing something oh, yeah. the next step. Yeah. So that's I, totally for, the best. Yeah. I love it. And I think uh, Chris for Estrine, like the next step is like the next album coming out. Like you're working on it, you're putting it together. And like, it's like, let's like, it's, it's cool to see where it'll go. I think you'll get even more attention than you did on the last. Um, and I, I, I think people are going to kind of dig what you're, what you're doing. Um, I do. I think they're yeah. going to like this next album too. Yeah. Like the, I'm going to get like cheesy PR real quick, but dude, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've got some good songs, dude. I've got some good songs. I'm working I love on. it. I you got to get that cheesy PR, man. Like yeah, dude. Journalists, journalists have a love hate relationship with it. Cause we, we often like make fun of it in like our private conversations. Like, Hey, look at this hilarious PR talk. But then it's like, right. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the prose is so impressive that you have to like, that you just, I'll be honest. Sometimes I've been impressed by PR pros such that I'll click the goddamn link and listen to it. <laughs> Who hasn't? Who hasn't, man? When it sounds that cool, yeah. <laughs> you got to see what the, the fucking buzz is about. That's an aside. But I, I think the final message is like, is like putting yourself out there. And, and Chris, I, I'll, I'll let you end it. But like, have you, uh, what's it like to be out there at least? Like to have your persona, your image, your, your art, like subject to subject to other people's thought like i guess you've generally had a pretty positive experience people resonate really well with your music as i've seen yeah yeah, yeah. it's so it's overall been positive yeah. and i think that that's been a, a lot of a lot of um a lot of luck in yeah. some regards and mm. i mean dude it, not everybody likes it you know that's, really, that's yeah. impossible that's impossible mm. but i've been lucky that the people that don't like it haven't really found it yet or aren't that bothered by it to fucking right be on, dicks yeah. about it and if they were, fucking whatever, man. It, what are you gonna do? Yeah, you, you have no control over that. But I, don't I guess know. it gets e- uh, it gets easier over time. To like, you're a little afraid. You makes maybe it makes you anxious a bit. I don't know. Like, I yeah. notice with me, like in releasing, like what I consider like more personal or or like name or image based writing on on invisible right. oranges. Is I did especially at the tail end of last year. Is like like. It was a little anxiety inducing, but at the same time, you just have to be confident in yourself and your skills and just like say, Hey, people out there, they're real. The people who yeah. digest this music are definitely real. I know that yeah, just from experience of covering it. They'll be real with you. Like, you know, just trust that authenticity in other people. They'll be real with you. Yeah. Yeah. And, so and I like, I like hearing, like, I, I like hearing the, the bad stuff too. You know, mm-hmm. that's just, that's just, uh, things to improve later. Oh, and yeah. fucking, yeah, but to, to answer the question of how it feels to just generally be out there, mm-hmm. um, it was it it was totally super anxiety inducing in the beginning. Okay. Like yeah. like a like I said, or I think I said it earlier. I can't remember if it was before we started recording or not. But um, mm. like this this new EP is the first time I ever had even a band photo. You know, wow. just to yeah. just to kind of put into perspective how much I really cared about like putting me as like a face on the music. Mm-hmm. I, 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 music is what I'm 
passionate about right. and shit. But um, so I don't know, man. I I think uh, I think if if people were like, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know how to put this into a way that doesn't sound like jaded because I'm not jaded at all. But I'm I've yeah, kind of yeah. learned I've kind of learned to just not block it out because it's good to hear. It's good. It's good to. It's good to be out there, and it's good to have people to react. It's a lot better to have people react in any kind of way than it is to have nobody react. Right. And I think I'm just – I kind of accept that, and I'm kind of numb to the whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. And so I it's just like the absolute get, value. It's like the energy that you produce. You're stimulating the world with your yeah. music, and it's vibing well back put. at you. Yeah. Well yeah, put, I man. Get, it's I get just, that. Yeah. Yeah. Just being out there and – like you're saying, man, the absolute value, dude, of just what you're doing, man. As long as it's yeah. fucking, as long as people are reacting to it at all and it's putting something out there that's mm-hmm. doing anything, that's something to be happy about. All even vibes, if it is, yeah. Even like if it. it is super, super, super stressful, especially mm-hmm. in the beginning. To yeah. anybody starting out, dude, you just gotta grind through that in the beginning because it is fucking hard. Mm-hmm. It's super hard, especially for me because I'm not, I'm not like, um, I'm not a socialite by any fucking metric, dude. Like mm. I'm fucking, I'm sorting my ass off doing this fucking little interview. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> but well, I, uh, I, I, I have a deep appreciation for your, for your candidness and honesty. Um, cause I know like, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not like the most social, I guess, butterfly. Like you said, you're not, you're not out Hell there no. like actively selling yourself. You're, I, 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 my honest read of you is that you're, you are, your heart is with the music. Truly you're dead oh, set yeah. on making, oh, you're yeah. making your good music. And then you understand like your persona does matter because you're part of your art, but also because PR exists and selling music exists and like all of, of it sort of works together, but you don't turn away from it. You sort of say, Hey, how can I make my art adapt to these, I guess, these mechanisms in the world, like doing PR, yeah, releasing just, albums, like I can do that. Yeah. yeah. Is what and just, like, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because like you said, what I, what I think about first and foremost is the music, mm-hmm. all the other stuff that I put out, like in the I don't know, social media or all of that kind of shit as mm-hmm. I just try to make sure that it supplements the music in a positive way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's the, that's my big way of operating, man, is just try to bring things back to the music. That's and, awesome. Um, That's what I we're think, here for. That's why anyone listening it, to this is here for is to understand more about music. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, as long as I put the majority of my energy into making decent music or mm-hmm. not even decent music, just the best music that I can, that mm-hmm. it will, you know, pay off in one way or another. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so far it has, man. I haven't, I haven't released anything that I didn't believe in. And so far it's been pretty good. Pretty good. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. Which is a real one. That last, yeah. Our, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, I like that. Damn. I like that. That, that feels good to, to hear and say like, as a, I like this, I like this conversation with you, Chris, because it just, it, I feel a lot of positive vibes from it. I feel a lot of, I feel a lot of good energy about creating and about releasing and not being afraid and dealing with the fear of course, and dealing with the hard parts, but like, just focusing on like, why are we doing this? Like, why are you reading invisible oranges? Why are you clicking links to new music? Why are you sitting down on guitar and recording music all night? Like, why are we doing any of this? It really comes down to this like passion we have that we can't yeah, really describe or anything. 
but we share it. And like my real message is like the sharing is so important. We got to, we got to like not take for granted that we could fuck up the sharing part. Like it's, it's really important to, to maintain this, like, and my message to music journalists is cover unsigned artists all the goddamn time is, is to, to help put a, put a force back into the system that, that lifts up people who have that true desire to create, not at the necessary detriment of bigger artists, but simply as the bolster for people like you, Chris, to like really get in the scene and not have to deal with so much overhead or so much anxiety or fear. But I mean, those things will always exist, but I always felt a duty, I guess, as a journalist to like, to like find and discover versus just cover and describe, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that's a, that's a super important job. That's a super important job because like there's a lot of musicians out there who like will avoid the fame. They will avoid the spotlight. Mm -hmm. They're literally Mm -hmm. just about that. I'm not, I'm not to that point, you know, like I, I got an offer to do this and I'm like, hell yeah, that'll be fucking awesome. That's, that's cool. There's other people who will be like, no, no, I want to be completely anonymous. I don't care if you listen Mm -hmm. to my shit or not. And you know what? Those people are making some badass music they are like, yeah. incredible fucking music like the best music a lot of them mm-hmm. so dude you gotta the pe- the people that care about music and are passionate about music they will dig like that though mm-hmm. and you know that's the value of like what you're doing dude music journalism and shit is kind of like dig up some of the things for more people spread it around when shit does get dug up and it will yeah because yeah once it's out there it's out there man and if if it's good music even if it takes 10 20 years man it's out there Absolutely. and it can always be found. And you, and if you're putting out shit that you believe in, it's still there. Dude. It can still get picked up whenever. I, I love art. I just, I love it. I love it's the best shit ever. It is. It is. <laughs> it it's really pure is. joy in life. It really is. I will leave it there. Art is pure joy. The end. <laughs> art is the best. Hell yeah. Love it. Thank you for listening. You can subscribe to Screaming Bloody Oranges, the Invisible Oranges podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and other streaming services. We'll make a post on our website at www.invisibleoranges.com to accompany the release of each episode. Visit us anytime for more in-depth heavy metal coverage that goes a step above and beyond.